Thank you for tuning in to Lexington Road Ministries podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to stop by. We hope you enjoy today's message. working in an apartment the last uh, the last couple of weeks and in working in this apartment I'm gonna step down here so this is I'm just more comfortable down here uh, I've been in working in this apartment I've been getting the walls prepped and ready for painted and uh, you know and, and do, doing all of this work but in the preparation for getting ready for the paint job uh, that I'm going to be doing uh, doing this coming week the Lord kind of spoke to me on something and it made all the sense in the world to me. As soon as he spoke it, <clears throat> he said the preparation, or the, the finished product, is in the preparation. So if you don't prepare well, your finished product ain't going to look well. If you don't put down the right, whenever you're doing asphalt, if you don't put down the base right, the top coat, it don't really matter. It ain't going to hold up. So whenever you're painting walls, if, if you don't fill all the cracks and sand down all the high spots and fix all the low spots and, and where nobody and where somebody else has already painted once before, now you got little uh, little nicks and little pieces of dirt and everything that they just didn't give two hoots about. And so now you're I've got to sand all of those things down. And so this way, whenever whenever the paint goes on the wall, this thing is going to look like uh, a, a brand new shiny penny. And the preparation determines the final product on this. And so in the process of all of this, <clears throat> the Lord has kind of taken me to this, this idea of praise. Every now and then Matt will wear a shirt, and I think I've seen a couple of others in it as well, but it says, I'm going to praise my way. Tell me if I'm, if I'm right. Where's Matt at? It's, I'm going to praise my way to a breakthrough, right? Well, the breakthrough comes. The breakthrough is the finished product, and the praise is the preparation. Am I right? I mean, I got four people that said, yeah, yeah. Amen. The breakthrough comes from the preparation. The breakthrough comes from the praise that you offer to the Heavenly Father in the midst of all of this. And so I've really come to this place in life to where I really believe the Word of God deserves a response from people. See, whenever, whenever I gave my life to Christ, whenever, uh, whenever I fully surrendered and fully submitted my life, the Word of God was read and the Word of God was taught and preached and, and, and I, it, it pulled a response out of me. Uh, a, a pastor that I, I listen to, it's it, one of the things that he always leads with is, uh, you know, this thing will go much easier if, if you'll talk back to me and because the Word of God requires an, a response. And so that was really, that, since I've listened, heard him say that the very first time, that has really stuck with me in... And, and, and thinking about that, and, and so I remember, like I so said, whenever I gave my heart to Christ, it was the Word of God that, that pulled a response out of me to say, I surrender. I, I surrender. I surrender. And, and then I really, I, here, here recently, I've really begun to think, and, and working alone, you have a lot of time to yourself to, to think, and, and I really begin to think, and, and, and God's really begin to deal with me on you know, the finished product is in the preparation. You want my presence to rain down in your life. You want my glory. You want my glory to, to fall from the heavens in your life. 
what preparation have you done? See, because we, we show up on Sunday, and, and I'm convicted of this just like anybody else. We show up on Sunday morning, and, and we sing our song, we lift our hands, and you know, and then we get caught up in the rest of the week, and a lot of us don't even make it back on Sunday night. And, and as I'm getting older, you know, and I'm only 36, Holly corrected me, I'm not 34, I'm 36, she reminded me of that again this week, I'm 36 years old, but even at 36 years old, I'm really discovering the importance of this isn't just something we do on Sunday night. It, it, it's not just a, that we, we, you know, just church is just where you go on Sunday night. No, it's forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. It's we come to this place, whether it be here, whether it be in the ministry center, whatever it is that we're doing, we come together as a body, as a community of believers. And, and so I, I'm, I'm truly seeing the importance of, of sitting in the house of God and sitting under the Word of God and hearing the Word of God and, and having the Word of God talk. I, now more than ever, I understand the importance of it. I look at our children, and I look at what's going on in the world today, and I, boy, do I see. Whenever I look into some of the kids that, that we have uh, that come into student ministries, when I look into their life, boy, do, do we need the Word of God poured out. Do we need every opportunity that we can to, to, to teach and, to, and not just simply use our words to tell them this is what the Bible says, but to use our actions to show them this is what the Word of God says. See, because what, our, what I'm seeing our children do, and especially, you know, like I said, kids on, on Sunday nights but, or on Wednesday nights that, that come in through, uh, through, through another ministry, but then also in my own children, in my own home, I watch and see things that Luke does or that Gracie does. That some, a couple of times I've gotten frustrated with them whenever I saw what they were doing. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But then when I really step back to think about it, or, or Holly has even mentioned it to me, and, you know, because I listen to my wife. If y'all husbands and y'all don't listen to your wife, you know, that's, that's on you. I listen to my wife. And whenever she says, like, you know why he does that, right? You do it. What we see in our children today is learned behavior. We're frustrated at them and, and aggravated with them and don't understand why they won't listen, why they won't pay attention. And, and I'm not saying that this, is the, this solves all of the problems and that it all just boils down to one thing, but I can guarantee you a lot of what is going on is learned behavior. And it's not learned behavior by your words of saying, don't do this, do this. No, it's your actions of, my word said don't do this, but I did this anyway, and, but I just don't expect you to do this because you shouldn't do it that way, but, but I'm an adult. I get to do whatever. No, they're doing whatever because they saw you do whatever. It's learned behavior. And, and so the Lord's really began to deal with me on this, and we show up to church on, on Sundays. And, some, and a lot of times, I mean, I'm a people watcher. Is anybody else a people watcher in here? Anybody go to the mall? And you're shocked at some of the things that you see that people decided to walk out of the house uh, that morning with? Let's be honest. You walk into Walmart. Uh, Myers, and this is not because Bill is here, Myers is a sophisticated place. You know, sophisticated people go to Myers. I go to Walmart, and you see pajamas. You see, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, you, know, uh, you just see some stuff at another retailer across town. Uh, <laughs> but I don't even know where I was going with that. All right, all right. <laughs> it's the truth, though. It's the truth. But no, I'm a people watcher. 
And so I, I sit back and, and I watch people, and, and I don't ever want anybody to feel uncomfortable but knowing this about me now, but uh, it's not a, you know, I'm watching you. It's not, it's not that kind of thing, but it's, you know, I just, I just watch people's actions. I watch the way that people interact with each other. I, you know, I, I, I'll pick on grandma and grandpa. I watch how they, whenever I'm in their home, I watch how they interact with each other. And there are moments, it's hilarious to me. Uh, I won't say anything up here. I won't say anything up here, but but it's hilarious to me to watch them. And uh, but it's just I just I just watch. And so <laughs> some of y'all, so, there's some other people that saw how they interact in their home too, and they're like, I know what he's talking about. He ain't got to say a word. Yeah, we know who rules that house. <laughs> Absolutely. Grandpa is the head of the house, but Grandma is the neck that turns it. But so, one of the things that I've, I've heard for, for multiple years now, and I'm sure a lot of us have, because it's, it's, it's almost a blanket statement that, that a lot of people have made, and, and I've even found myself in conversations with people that I've made the, the same statement, and that is, and I just really want to see a move of God like the generations before me saw a move of God. And me being a people watcher, and this, I mean, and, and this isn't just, I mean, I've been a people watcher for years. And, and so I watch some of us on Sunday mornings. And I'm not, I'm not here to pick on anybody. I want us to kind of realize something together. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through a couple, of, a couple of things here in just a moment. And we're going to talk about praise. But I watch a lot of us and some of us that I've even, I've heard or overheard in conversations or uh, or even been in conversation with some here, some not here, but it's just the fact that I've, I've been a part of the conversations. This isn't a they say. I mean, I could tell you 56 people that, that I've had a conversation with that this so-and-so has said this. And it's not a bad thing, but, but me being the people watcher, I hear some of us say it, and then on Sunday morning when we're in the house of God and whenever, whenever we're here, quiet for a reason. God inhabits. God inhabits the praises of his people. Inhabits would mean that he comes in to dwell or to take up residence. Whenever something comes in or somebody comes to your home, if they're coming to just stay for a few days, Jamie, what they're going to walk in is with a suitcase. Because this is, they've already made preparation for a short-term stay. But when somebody comes in and, and they're there to take up residence, like, I mean, we, we had Devante. I mean, that's, I love Devante. Devante is like my own son. And he, he moved in with us for, uh, for about a year. And so whenever he came, he didn't bring a suitcase. He brought boxes. He brought boxes and he, he took up, I mean, his address became my address. Or my address became his address. And, and he came and he took up residence. And this was his dwelling place. This was his home. This was, this was where he lived. And, and if God would take up residence, if he would take up residence inside of us, and his word says that he inhabits the praises of his people, am I giving him a place to dwell? kind of boring, isn't it? 
honestly, it's, it's heartbreaking in a lot of ways because the word of God is so true. I mean, we say that this, that this word is 100% truth. We say that we believe everything that's inside of it. And he says that we would be teachers of the word, but we would be doers also. God inhabits the praises of his people. pastor didn't preach on something that you liked. They did not sing a song that suited you. Honestly, the weight of the world is on your shoulders in the moment that you come in and sit down. And your mind, we want to see a move of God, but whenever we walk into the, the doors of the church, when we walk in, our mind is so far from here. And I'm, and I'm not picking on anybody because I'm talking to me as well. I mean, I, guy with ADD right here, I, I have to check myself often and say, hey, 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 come back, Josh, come back. You're in left field. Let's, who cares about tomorrow right now? It's, you're here for a purpose and for a reason. And so we come in with distracted minds, we come in with distracted hearts, and we come in with, with honestly a mentality of, and I'm not saying this is anywhere, that this is here, but I'm just saying this in, in, because we all know somebody who has been in this scenario is that, that, you know, I'm not really a fan of the pastor, but I'm not leaving here. I'll be here when he's gone. I'll be here when she's gone. I mean, it's, we come in with, with this clouded vision on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night. And, and I mean, it's just, it's, it's clouded vision is what it is. And honestly, it's the enemy has us exactly where he wants us. If we really stop to think about it, because what's, what's the best way to not have God show up to a place? Keep your mouth closed. Don't stand and, and, and declare how much you love the Lord. Don't, don't stand and speak about how, 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 how in, in, enthroned you want to be in his majesty. You just... And it's just distraction. Now let's touch base back on learned behavior really quickly. And because I we're, we're going to get unified real quick tonight. Like, I mean, this is just, this is, I, I want to speak to us truth, but we're going to get unified real quick tonight. And like I said, because I believe the word of God requires and, 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 and desires a response from us. And so learned behavior, see, let's, let's think about this where, we get frustrated because our kids, mine included some days, and I've, you know, I, I've had to, I mean, you can ask Luke, there are moments that I'm just like, okay, that's, that's enough electronics for today. Let's, let's go play in your room. Come, let's go do something else. Uh, and I have to check myself because am I sitting there on an electronic as often as he's sitting there on an electronic and, and his learned behavior. So, I mean, it's, he sees me doing it, so why wouldn't he do it? And so I grew up in what I call kind of the old school Pentecostal church. Uh, and I mean, it was, it's just what I grew up in. And 
but in in that in that church and a lot my dad was an evangelist my entire life he pastored for a few years but he was an evangelist i've been in a lot of churches around the state of kentucky and uh, tennessee and ohio and so we wonder one of the reasons why our kids are so distracted during service or they're bored let's just use real 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 words here they're bored and they just can't wait for service to be over uh, because they've got six other things on their mind that they want to get to well what you're seeing is actually your behavior in them. It's just in modern ways. See, because I grew up and traveling around to a lot of these churches, when the pastor would speak, now when the evangelist comes in and the evangelist speaks, boy, they're on their feet. Lord, bless him, bless him, Lord, bless him. I mean, I mean it is like they are on fire for Jesus for that three-day revival. And then on that fourth day, uh, it's just back to, back to normal, honestly. But I've sat in those churches, and we wonder why they're distracted in church, but I've seen more checkbooks get balanced. You know, now thank heavens that we've got, we've got apps that do it for us. Thank heavens for me because I never remember. I have to go and look and see, like, okay, i got enough money. But we've, I've seen more checkbooks get balanced during a church service than I have at the desk at home. I've seen more fingernails get clipped. I've been hit in the back of the head with a couple of them. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, oh, that is gross. Try getting hit with it, Aunt Connie. <laughs> you know, it's, I've seen a few crossword puzzles get worked during church. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I've, we've, we've all seen, it's probably at some point, some ignorant things, and but the things that, that I've seen, now that generation is frustrated with, with, with my generation, the generation after me, because, because well, we're just, we've got our face in something. Well, the thing my face in just, is in just lights up. The thing your face was in, you had to write in. And it wasn't the Bible. You weren't taking notes. You were doing simple, simple subtraction. <laughs> I mean, it's, and so it's, it's learned behavior. So now, I want to talk about praise. See, because we wonder why, because, so I, I sit back and, and I, I watch our kids on Sunday mornings. I, I watch our kids on, on Sunday nights and uh, I watch our kids on Wednesday nights. And a lot of them, honestly, uh, to just be blunt about it, they don't actually know how to praise. It, it, it's a foreign thing to them because whenever you're talking about praise, they're like, okay, I've heard the word and you talk about it a lot. What's that mean to me? It's because they have learned behavior because, well, we kind of sat down and stopped praising. It, it's because that on, on Sunday morning, we honestly can't wait for the music to be done so we can sit down like normal people and, you know, and, now, and then fold our arms and just, oh, preach me happy again. I mean, that's it's the mentality that we have. Some of y'all smiling because you're like, yeah, yeah. Some, some of our ministers are smiling because like, oh, yeah, 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 I've watched you. <laughs> but, you know, and it's a preach me happy kind of thing again. And, and we wonder why our kids just look at us that same way, and that's because, well, they, they see us do it. They see, they see us sit down and fold our arms and be like, all right, thank, thank heavens, it's offering time. Now I can sit down. I don't have to get back up, and the pastor will come up. And so I've got about a 35-minute break before I've got to stand for altar service. And uh, then, well, then 
he'll probably he normally wraps up around twelve thirty, and so we can we could probably I mean you you want to go to Malone's today or you just want to you just want to go to uh, I was getting ready to say go to Frisch's, but that ain't an option anymore. Rest in peace, Frisch's. Uh, you know I mean it's we're we're planning that out, and and so that's where our mindset and our mind is at. And so here's what I want to do tonight. I want to call us back to a place of let's teach our kids some learned behavior. And I want us to begin to, we're going to talk about, I want to briefly talk about seven things. And this is going to require a response from everybody in here. Uh, I'm just going, this this is like school and I'm the teacher. Everybody's participation is required here. And so this, this won't be difficult, it won't be anything like that, but I want, I want us to be reminded how to praise. I want us to be reminded that when, when we show up here on, on Wednesday night, we've been praising all week, and so when we, walked in here, uh, when we walk in here on Wednesday, Loretta doesn't have to sing us happy, uh, Holly and I don't have to you know, kind of pump, prime and pump kids or anything like that. It's when we walk in, we have already made the preparation for the finished product. We've already made the preparation that when I walk in here, the glory of the Lord will already be there because he inhabited my praise. He came down and took up residence in my praise. He, he came to this place to, whenever he heard my voice begin to cry out to him, he said, that's my child. It's time for me to go there. It's time for me to take up residence in, in that heart and in that mind because, oh, he's, he's got it. He understands that, that if he wants me to walk with him daily and talk with him daily, all it requires is praise. All it requires, it doesn't require anything other than just simply lifting up my name and just saying, Jesus, Jesus, oh, how worthy are you. You are the King of kings and the Lord. I mean, it's the praise that pours out of us. And so the first type of praise that I want to talk about, and I'm going to step out of my comfort zone here, is a tequila praise. And some of you all may have heard these before, but we're just going to walk through them them quickly. But after I talk about about it briefly, we are going to act it out uh, as individuals, but as a body. And so this is where the Word of God requires a response and deserves a response because the Word of God has been transformational in I know my life and in conversations with quite a few of you in your life as well. So a tequila praise is this. It means to praise vocally with songs or shouts and is closely related to the Hebrew name of the book of Psalms, tequilim. Tequila is a type of praise that is primarily heard whereas other types of praise are seen. It is used in Psalms 22 and 3 where it says, God is enthroned on the praises of his people or takes up residence in the praise of his people. Psalms 34 and 1 says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will continually speak his praise. So now let's let's look at this. So I'm going to sing a small verse to a song. Everybody will know the song, and then I want you all to join in. And so we're just going to sing a couple of verses and then we'll move on to the, the second one. And oh, how I love Jesus. Love Jesus. Sing it loud, lift your voice. Oh, Jesus. Because he first loved me. 
to me, he is so wonderful. Oh, to me, he is so wonderful. Oh, to me, he is so wonderful. Because he first loved me. You all sing it one time and just begin to show this next generation just what it sounds like. So just go ahead and sing, Oh, how I love Jesus again. Doesn't matter what your voice sounds like, just sing it with everything that you have. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, what peace that brings to your soul. That you would just sing. I mean, it's just the simplest of songs. I'm not nervous to sing you in front of it. When I say, oh, how I love Jesus, it just does something in me. Because I know where I'd be without him. Oh, how I love Jesus. It's a Tehillah praise. Now I want to go to a Halal praise. Now, if I'm saying these wrong and you're a scholar, I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm doing the best I can. I didn't study Hebrew or Greek. I barely studied English. So I'm just winging it. That's how I got through high school. But a halah praise, interestingly enough, the word halah refers to the boastful and loud praising of God and is found in the Old Testament approximately 96 times. The word hallelujah comes from this word, and it also means to boastfully worship in a way that can even make you look foolish, which is where I basically lived my life. Psalms 113, verses 1 through 3 says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. So here's, in just one second, this is going to be like a Catholic wedding. We're going to get up and sit down a whole lot uh, over the next little bit. But so I want us to just simply use our voice and say one word, hallelujah. All right, so now this says that, I mean, it, it could even be to a point where it makes you look foolish. And, and so for some of us, just simply to say, hallelujah, just in that tone, you feel like you look foolish. But I need you to step out of your comfort zone tonight. See, because I want to bring us together and unify us together. And, and whenever I'm saying that I want to do this, the, the Lord has, has led me in, in this. this is, I'm not, I'm, it's not me trying to get you to do something. It's, the, the Lord has, I've went through this and know exactly what we need to do each time. And so I want us to stand and, and I want us to say hallelujah. And so whenever you stand and you begin to, 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 to say hallelujah, so it can just simply be hallelujah. Or it could be hallelujah. You could get a little soul in and be like hallelujah. You can, I mean, it may make you look foolish, whatever. You can put a little dance with it, hallelujah. I mean, you, 
whatever. It does not matter because I didn't, I'm not saying hallelujah so Loretta will hear, hear me. I'm not saying hallelujah so grandpa will hear me. I'm not saying hallelujah so, 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 so grandma will hear me and, and see me do a little dance and have a little chuckle at me. No, I am singing hallelujah because I want the King of kings and the Lord of lords to take up residence with inside of me. I want to see the glory come down in my life because when the glory comes down in your life, it will come down in your home. And when the glory comes down in your home, you'll see it begin to come down in your church. When you see the glory come down, you'll just begin to see it change everything and it can just simply be from just saying hallelujah and so we got multiple generations in here tonight and it is our job to teach the generations that come after us what this looks like see because they'll uh, they'll begin to see see a generation that comes after me will begin to see that whenever whenever I, I look like like an idiot to somebody just just you know hallelujah and I just begin to dance a little bit but you know I he may have looked foolish, but, but whatever. Whenever he did that, I began to see some chains break off of his life. I began, began to see some, some things just simply fall away. And so, so, you know what? Maybe I'll just look like an idiot for a little while. Maybe, in, and then what they'll begin to see is that it ain't looking like an idiot. It is like David dancing before the Lord. It is like, it's like David dancing with all of his might when he's bringing the Ark of the Covenant in. Hallelujah! 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 See, it's all about our praise. So here's what I want us to do. If everybody in here will stand, this is—I just, just need everybody to participate. We're going to take just a, a, a few moments. Just if it, if it's ten seconds, or if this turns into twenty-five minutes, I ain't in no hurry. But I just want you just to begin to just say, however you feel. If it's a yell of hallelujah, yell it. If it is just a hallelujah, then say it just like that. If it's just a hallelujah, I want you to say it just about 15 or 20 times and just simply say hallelujah, hallelujah, praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we honor you, God, we honor you. You can be, keep going, keep going, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, 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 yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We're going to be free with praise tonight. We're going to be free with praise tonight. It's, don't, let it, don't worry about your neighbor beside you, behind you, in front of you. You, just, you begin to just simply praise the way that God places it in your heart to praise. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
can be seated for just a moment. And we're going to stand again here in just a few minutes. Like I said, we're, we're going to get a little bit of a workout, but it's all right. The next one is a Shavak praise. Shavak praise. Y'all like my little little things? I made these, and the typewriter, you know, it's just, uh, just sidetracking for a second. That's, that's me. That's me. I, I do all my own stunts uh, there. But a Shavak praise. Whereas Halah is a boisterous clamoring of praise, Shavak is a more dignified manner of speaking as if speaking to royalty. King of kings, Lord of lords, royalty. In a lofty and loud way, it is also described as a battle cry, a victorious shout but it goes beyond just shouts. It implies that your whole being is behind these praises expressed through these vocal declarations. Psalms 117 verses 1 and 2 says, Praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise Him, all you people of the earth. For His unfailing love for us is powerful. The Lord's faithfulness, the Lord's faithfulness endures forever. So a Shavak praise, if, if we were to really begin to look at this, like whenever, if you, if you had in mind that you were speaking, if somebody walked into the room that had such an impact on changing your life, that whenever, whenever they walk in, it's, it's everybody else melts away and they, they, guess, they receive all of your attention, and they receive all of your respect in that moment. It's you're not disrespectful to anybody else, but they receive all of your respect. It's, I was talking with somebody this morning. When my mother walks into the room, I'm not worried about everybody else. It's, Mom, do you need something to drink? Mom, do you need a place to sit down? What, what, do you, what can I do, Mom? Let, let, you just tell me, Mom, and I'll take care of it, Mom. And whenever, whenever that person walks into the room, see, this is the Shavak praise. What it's talking about is, is that when that person would come into the room, that you would speak very specifically and directly to them. And so if somebody that walked into the room that, that you know, had, had a hand in changing your life, or somebody like the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who came in and completely transformed your life, if they walk in, so you've got some, Terry, you've got some specific words for that. You're not going to speak in blanket terms of like, oh, you're, you're such a wonderful person. Because they, they may be a wonderful person, but, but they, they change the very fiber of who you are. And you, you, you know what those words are because you experience them. You know what, whenever that person walks in, it's, it's, oh, you're wonderful. You're strong. I mean, it's just, it's, it's words that you would use to, 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 to describe them. And, and because, I mean, you experienced those, those words, those verb words that, that you would use to describe them of just who they are and who they've been in your life. And so a Shavak praise would sound something like, God, you're wonderful. 
God, you're my strong tower. God, you are, you are king of kings and lord of lords. God, I'm, you humble me. God, I love you. With everything that's inside of me, I love you. You've changed everything for me. God, I, I don't have the ability to get up on my own, God. It, it is all because of you. God, I, I, I don't have the ability to open my eyes in the morning. God, it's because of you that I do. God, you, 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 you're my refuge in the storm. God, you're my healer. God, you're my great physician. God, you're my comforter. God, you're my shelter. God, you're my rock. God, you're the one who I cling to, where my help comes from. (coughs) It's very specific words. And whenever you speak them, it's, it's not a, I don't fumble around those words. I know those words. For some of you all, you all been traveling this road for a long time and you got a lot of words. You have to begin speaking them out loud. You have to begin speaking them out loud when there are other generations around you. See, because because we, we won't ever know, Isaac, we won't ever know that you've been through something unless you tell me that you've been through something. Unless you begin to use your words to describe the goodness of the Lord in your life, I'll never know unless you you vocally say those things. And I hear them with my own ear. And I, I watch I watch the the countenance of a man's face begin to change when he talks about the goodness of the Lord. And and I, you you you're able to begin to see whenever whenever they lift their hands and they're telling telling the Lord that they may just be saying you're a good good father, but it could be he's a good good father because they didn't have a father. It could be because because the father father they had wasn't, wasn't really worth having and so that he's the Lord is the only father that they know and you see whenever they say those words you're a good good father that it's just simply that is their heart just saying Lord you're my father everything that I am the reason I'm the man that I am today has nothing to do with anybody on this earth except you it's a supernatural thing that I'm the man that I am today. I mean, that's, it's, it's the words that you know in your heart. So if you would stand for just a moment again. We're just going to take just a few minutes. And like I said, it, ain't, it don't matter who, who's next to you, who's behind you, in front of you. They need to hear the words that you have to say about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They, they need to hear the words that you say because that is a, they're descriptive words of I've been through something and he carried me through. I, I've been through something and, and, and I give all the praise to him. It, you may look at it like it didn't turn out like you thought that it should, but you know what? You don't know their story and you don't know the reason why it turned out the way that it did and you just need to hear the words come out of their mouth that I know your situation and the words you're using, are they don't make sense that you're using them there, but, but honey, it's my praise that's in my heart because I know what he brought me out of. I know what he brought me through. I know how he carried me. I know I know sometimes how he drugged me, kicking and screaming. I know. So the generations around you need to hear the words that you have to say about the Heavenly Father. So for the next few moments, just with your voice, in a loud and boisterous tone, don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide behind it. With a loud and boisterous tone, begin to to declare, 
Lord, you're good. Just begin to declare the words that are in your heart. God, you're holy. God, you're magnificent. God, you're my refuge. God, you're the holy one. God, you're the one that I cling to. God, you're, you're, the, you're the one that, that I look to in everything. God, when I, when I don't know what to do, God, I can look to you and, and my, my help comes from you. You're my wisdom. I don't have the ability to make the decisions I make. God, you're my wisdom. God, you're, you're my comforter. God, when, when I'm scared to death, you're my comforter. I honor you, Lord. I honor you. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. be seated for just another moment. So the next one is a yada praise. A yada praise means to publicly worship with the vigorous extending of hands and giving worship or adoration. The verb can mean to cast forth as in casting forth praise or casting forth our hands in worship. It can carry the idea of a child reaching for their parents in full need and surrender. We can all remember that one of those moments in our life to where we see it with our own kids that they're just, their natural instinct in a moment is to just put their hands up. And we as parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles or, or even just friends, our natural instinct is to pick them up. See, when hell is seeming to surround you, and you don't know what to do, you don't know what direction to go, you... You have no idea. It's one simple action. It's one simple action. Carry me. The song says, I can't even walk. Is that you holding my hand? Just grab on to me. I surrender to you. I can't, I can't go anymore. So there's some of us in here that we've been through stuff that required us in those moments to lift our hands and say, I give it to you. But it was in those moments that when we lifted our hands and we gave it to him, what we, what we through that process, what we learned was simply this. It doesn't have to be chaos around my life for me to throw up my hand and say, Lord, I surrender to you. It can be the, it's the best day of my life that I, I lift up my hands and I surrender to him because it wouldn't be the best day of my life if he wasn't in it. 
it's, it's in my, my deepest, darkest moment that, that I have no idea what to do, and I, I put my hands up. And it's, I know that it's in every single circumstance, and in every trial, and every victory, I put my hands up because, because it is, it's Him. I surrender to Him. My life is His. It is not my own. I, I, I don't have anything to do with it. It is all Him, and so I surrender to Him. I cast everything to you. I give it all to you. I surrender it to you. So now if you would stand back up for a moment. Thank you all for indulging me in this. I want us to take just a moment and just simply just lift our hands and say the words, I surrender to you. I surrender to you. So every hand across the building, just I surrender to you. If it feels uncomfortable, it's okay. Just, just, just keep your hands lifted up and just, I surrender to you. I surrender to you. Use your voice and say, I surrender to you. As a body, we surrender to you. As an individual, I surrender to you. surrender to you. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I surrender to you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You can be seated for just another moment. The next is a Barak praise. And now, in a moment, I'm, I'm going to ask you to do one of two things, and, and I'll explain those in a moment, but just, I'm, I'm prefacing with this because I, I want you to just understand my heart, and so please, when, when, when after I go through this, just, just join me when I ask you to join me, and I, and, I, and it'll be in one of two ways, and uh, and you 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 do whichever one you 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 are able to do. And so the next one is a Barak praise, which means to bow down or kneel before the Lord in quiet worship and adoration. Some of us don't use a loud voice when we praise, and that's okay. There are ways that you're able to praise that that your husband or your wife is able to see you praise, that your children are able to see you praise, that, that your mom or your dad are able to see you praise. I mean, it's, it, we have options for praise because the Lord knew that we're all, all unique individuals and, and we all praise in different ways. And so, but a Barak praise is to bow down or kneel before the Lord in quiet worship and adoration. It carries the sense that the physical posturing of the body in humble kneeling reflects the posture of the heart. That God alone is king and that we yield to him. It also carries the sense that we posture ourselves in this way to bless God with our worship. We see a practical example of this in Psalm 103 by remembering the virtues of God and praising him for them. Psalms 103 verses 1 through 5 says, Let all that I am, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. 
He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. A Barak praise is a humble praise. It's a show of humility of to show that he is greater than I. That I owe all that I am to him. So it's just it's it's the kneeling and, and the bowing before him. God, I humble myself before you. I'm nothing without you. All that I have. All that I have. My wife and my children. All that I have is because of you. None of it was from my ability offer your blessing it's a humble praise so I'm going to ask that you just if everyone that is in this sanctuary tonight if you would do one of two things if your body allows you to I'd like for you to just come and just kneel at the altar and humble yourself before the Lord and if you've got children, bring your children with you. Don't let that be a hindrance. Don't let that hold you back. No, I mean, it's, children are a blessing from the Lord. They ain't ever going to know unless you teach them. So if you're, if you're well abled in your body, come, come down here. And if, if your body does not allow you to, to kneel at, at an altar, that is perfectly fine. Here's, here's what I would ask that you do for me. Because I want this to require everybody, or an act from everybody. Come down and just sit on one of the front pews and just bow your head. Just bow your head. That's, that's it. Just bow your head and just bend, begin to just, just humble yourself before the Lord. Sing of your praises to all the people of the world. Bless them. 
accomplish past this moment. Saved my life from the pit. All that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. Hidden in the cushion of that These last two, if you want to just stand or if you want to just continue into that, that praise, you continue on. But the next type is a todah praise. So just hang out right up here with me. The next one is a todah praise. It's to praise with outstretched arms in agreement with what has already been done or what will be done in the future. When the Bible says that we would call those things that are not as though they are, what we're saying is that I lift my hands and, God, I thank you for waking me up this morning because it was you. There may be somebody in here that's got a lost child, and God, I thank you for saving their soul. See, they may not be here tonight and they may not have surrendered to him yet, but you put your arms out in agreement with him, speaking prophetically into the future because you need to understand that, that while he is here with you in the present, he is already in the same place as the answer to your prayer. While he is here, he is yet already there. He is past, he is present, he is future. He's in all places at... I won't even try and wrap my mind around it, but while I'm in the middle of the trial, he's, he's right there with me, but at the same time that He is with me in the middle of the trial, He is already at the answer to the prayer that I've prayed to, to the Lord teach me what I need to know while I'm here. He's already there. 
And so I would like for us to take a moment and just simply just lift our hands and just thank him for, for what he's done in your life and, and just begin to thank him just simply for, for the things that you are expecting to see take place and just beginning to call those things that are not as though they are lifting your hands, declaring to the Lord, God, I thank you in advance. God, I thank you. Yes, Lord. Use your voice and just begin to cry that out. things you're crying out is the things the people around you need to hear. Continue to cry those out. Thank Him in advance for the things that are not yet completed. The, the prayers that are not yet answered. Thank Him in advance for answering them. This final praise is a Zamar praise. Zamar means to sing with instruments or to make music accompanied by the voice. It is often translated to make music. It also refers to playing stringed instruments skillfully, mostly in rejoicing. We see this word used in Psalms 92 and 1. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name. O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night to the music of the ten-stringed lyre and the melody of the harp. I have asked Loretta to prepare two songs. And it was it's intentional that I, I, I did this because I the Bible talks about that we would stand in the gap. And, and I think some of that standing in the gap is actually becoming a bridge for two generations. So I've asked her to sing a song from a Redback Hymnal. Because there are some of us in this room, you need to know that there is somebody who understands you. And they understand the type of music that, that you love and that speaks to you. And it's important to us. And it matters because that is a way that it brings out a Zamar praise in you. It brings out a praise that, that you sing with the instruments. It's, 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 not, it's not like the first praise that we talked about of a Tehillah praise. A Tehillah praise is just your voice. But, but this is a praise that, that with the instruments you sing. And, and so there's a, there's a generation that there's some old songs, some old hymns that you get it and you understand it. That when you were a child growing up, you some of you all may remember your mother or father is walking around the house singing, 
singing that song, modeling a praise in front of you that you didn't even realize they were modeling. But, but it just, it resonated so much in you that as you grew older, it's, that's the song that, that whenever you sing it, it just, it, you just, you feel the hand of God just simply embrace you. Because God inhabits or takes residence in the praises of his people and it's, it's a song. And then they're going to sing a, a modern praise and worship song because there's some of us in here that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a weird mix because I'm, I'm read back hymnal to, to Hillsong. I, I love it all. Um, but to some in here, a modern praise and worship song is what resonates to you. It's, it's you get it. You know, you may hear a song like Oceans about being, being tossed upon the wave, and, and, and you get it. it those words just, they resonate with you. You don't completely understand a Redback hymnal song and, 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 and just the way that it's, the song's formatted, and I'm sure that's not a music word, but whatever. Uh, you know, but it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't, you don't get it. But here's what you need to understand is that, number one, that song was never about you. That song was about, about what a Savior did in somebody's life, and, and I honor that, and I respect that, and, and man, I can... I, I can lift my hands in praise with that because, because like I surrender all, which is I think what they're getting ready to sing. When, when I, I think about those words, of, then I, I surrender all. It doesn't matter if it's something that I would listen to in the truck or, or, or whatever. It, what matters is, is that when I hear those words, I, I know that when I surrender all, and when somebody wrote those words, when there was a generation of people who, who began to listen to those words, it resonated so deeply within them, it caused a yada praise to come out. It caused the Tehillah praise to come out. It, it, it caused some things to begin to take place in them that, that you know what, it's, I want to grab the attention of the throne room of God and let glory come down and take up residence within me. So if we want to see a move of God, he said, behold, I'll do a new thing. I think he's going to do something totally different than what he did in generations past. But, but there's a generation of, of young men and women that need to see a, a generation of, of older men and women. They need to watch you praise and watch how a song speaks to you and, and lift your hands and lift your voice and, be, and begin to declare just the praises of the Lord because when they hear that song that, sp- that just grabs them right where they are, they'll know how to lift their hands and lift their voice and, and they'll understand it will no longer just simply be that I'm just doing this because everybody else does it. They'll be doing it because they saw you do it and and they begin to learn and understand why you do it. It's because I want the the, the glory of the Lord to to take residence within me. In this moment, I want to grab the ear of the Father and for Him to look down on me and say, here I am my child. So as they sing these two songs, and this is how we're going to close service, but after service we'll be in the ministry center for, uh, for, for family night. Just, just come over and just fellowship with each other. But, but we're not going to rush past this. I'd like for all of us, just as, as, as they sing these songs, just let the sound of your heart, let the sound of your heart be expressed out of your mouth. Because the sound of your heart, I will guarantee you, is louder than the than just simply the sound that your that can come from your mind and out your mouth. The sound of your heart will grab the attention of the Father. So let's praise.